It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big weekend in the league and cup Rangers are looking to go seven points clear at the top when they host Dundee United at Ibrox Motherwell, St Johnston, Dundee, Hearts and Livy Ross County complete the top flight picture this afternoon and then tomorrow it's all about this season's first piece of silverware Celtic and Hibs competing for the League Cup I'm Gordon Duncan joining me in the studio you've got Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans A Christmas cracker of a weekend for us to enjoy and that's before we even get to Hamden for the Cup Final Dundee United going to Ibrox with a ghost side and that's appropriate because they don't have a ghost of a chance Against Rangers Dundee Affected by All sorts of problems From Covid To a player Binned yesterday For a breach of discipline They'll be lucky To get nothing Against Hearts This afternoon And what's the word At Motherwell Tony Watt Doesn't want to sign A new contract At Fir Park But he's the first name On the team sheet Because he scored Nearly 50% Of Motherwell's League goals He could keep St Johnston Bottom of the table For Christmas Roger yeah, big games everywhere A huge day for Celtic and Hibs tomorrow at Hamden The first domestic final of the season But big games today Rangers can go seven points clear at the top Against a shadowed in the United side Hit with Covid through the week Filled with kids this afternoon um, At the bottom, St Johnson have a chance to get off the bottom If they can win at Fur Park and results go their way Ross County have a chance to get out the bottom too For the first time in months If they win at Livy and results go their way and after what must have been the toughest week of his managerial career What would James McPake give for a win for Dundee against Hearts? Now I know what you're all thinking What's going on here? Roger Hanna, Hugh Keevens That's only two There's usually three, maybe even four In the studio on a afternoon, a Saturday afternoon And you would be right But I've had to make different arrangements this week And I must admit gentlemen Roger Hanna, Hugh Keevens I'm nervous about this Oh, A man not known for a hugely impressive attention span and he's at home for the next four hours on the recliner with his jammies on. Take it away, Gordon Dale. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this afternoon and probably you guys in that studio will entertain me the way I entertain you throughout the, the season, Gordon. A lot of great football, uh, as you said earlier. Dundee United going to Ibrox, not in the greatest form. Rangers not losing goals, looking to get that gap to seven points. Hometown Motherwell. I fancy them strongly this afternoon against the St Johnston team really struggling. Then you get Livingston, Ross County, Dundee Hearts and the big build-up to a cup that it was very kind to me in one way and I had the biggest slap in the face the other way, the Scottish League Cup final tomorrow, Celtic v Hibs, all uh, to play for. How's your form? How's your fitness? You doing okay? I'm doing I'm doing okay, Gordon, getting there. Um, the only thing is it's very hard being stuck in the house. I spoke to Wisher at Fur Park there. Very disappointed with his contribution. Can buy the door, never even left me a, a, a box of biscuits. Uh, but it could be worse. You could be having a Christmas night out with Hannah and obviously Wisher. So I just need to grin and bear it and be back next week. And what, what worries me most about this whole situation, he sent me a photograph of his setup in the house, Gordon. Oh, no. And, you know, he's got the top technology that Super Scoreboard mm-hmm. sent out to allow him to broadcast I, I had from to his drop it off and see yeah, him in his jammies. He's got the disturbing. top technology there. He's got his cup of tea there, he's got his biscuit there, he's got his phone, he's got his notepad and pen, and he's got a can of Febreze. <laughs> now, that, that really did disturb me. <laughs> I did see that <laughs> picture. Is, is, is wind a side effect that we don't know about? 
No, I just wanted to get in a wee bit of the Christmas spirit this weekend. Well, it's a Gordon Christmas scent, is it? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a Christmas scent, and I've got two lovely cards here, and I'd like to thank the only two people in the world for sending me the cards. <laughs> there we go. I've got I don't a... know who they are, right enough. <laughs> well, fun enough, this seems like a strange time to admit that I actually had some birthday cake for you yesterday. It was my daughter's oh. birthday, and I, I was on my way down, and I got distracted and didn't bother dropping it off, and I brought it in, and Hugh Keevens ate it instead. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll need to see if there's any left for you. Anyway, let's go... Around the grounds Because we've got big games On a Saturday afternoon Gordon does join us from home We'll see how long this lasts We might get fed up of him And kick him out At 3 o'clock But we'll wait and see The plan is he'll stay with us Till 6 And uh, we've got huge games to get to Let's go to Ibrooks For team news ahead of Rangers Dundee United With David Friel Hi Gordon I'm, I'm glad you gave me A couple of minutes here Because I've just finished Googling half the Dundee United team I, I normally have quite a good handle On the, the players at all the clubs But there's a few Unknown names in here And I really do fear The worst for them This afternoon First of all I'll start with the Rangers team news Borna Barisic He's failed to recover From an illness Doesn't make the squad at all And Joe Rebo Has been a real standout In recent weeks Under Giovanni Bron- Van Bronckhurst He has been rested today so that means rare starts for Nathan Partson and John Lundstrom against that understrength in United today. And I'm assuming it'll be the same again message from Van Bronckhurst. It's been a perfect start. Rangers have now won their last seven league games. Five of them have come under the new manager. They've found a rhythm. They're not conceding goals or scoring. And, you know, they will take three points today against Indy United. And with Celtic on Cup final duty tomorrow, Rangers obviously have a chance to open up that seven-point gap at the top. So I'll just go through Rangers team. Looks like the kind of usual 4-2-3-1 formation. Al McGregor in goals. James Tavern. Near corner goals and Calvin Bassey and I think Nathan Patterson at left back in midfield John Lundstrom Glenn Kamara with probably Scott Arfield just ahead of them and Yanis Hadji and Ryan, Kant, Ryan Kent either side of Alfredo Morelos subs for Rangers are McLaughlin Simpson King Aribo Bakuna Wright and Fashion Junior Dundee United beat Rangers at Tandis earlier in the season but they're in poor form coming out of this one they've lost their last three and as you were saying they've had a really difficult week after a Covid outbreak at the club Tam Coates was forced to defend the decision to allow the players to have a Christmas party in Newcastle last weekend but I don't know if it's all come from that but they are missing several regulars today there's six changes from the team that started against Livingston last week that means no Benji Segrist Giando Fuchs Peter Pollitt um, guys like that, they are all out. So I've done my very best. I think this will be how the United line up, probably a kind of 4 4 2 4 5 1 formation. Trevor Carson in goals, Adrian Spoiler, Ryan Edwards, Charlie McGroon, Scott McMahon at the back. Strong enough. Midfield, Chris Mockery, Archie Mikison, Declan Glass, and Craig Moore with Darren Watson and Nicky Clark up front. The subs for the United are Newman, Chalmers, Hottie, Smith, Aperi, Thompson, and O'Donnell. And the referee at a very foggy Ibrox is Alan Muir. I'll tell you what, Roger Hanna, if you're going to mispronounce Ryan Kent's surname, that's the way to do it. He had me worried there, he just about saved his career. Well, never mind Daz's Febreze I've just had to take smelling salts to Hugh Keevens to bring him round Gordon DL, you almost fall off the recliner <laughs> I am so glad that wasn't me <laughs> Listen, that, that'll, be, that'll be the last thing that anyone has to laugh about at Ibrook today Because Tam Courts did what inexperienced managers always do He has a story on his hands about players going to Newcastle At a time of... Covid crisis throughout the country And now he's got a shadow team Playing at Ibrook So he, he did what all inexperienced managers do He tried to tell you black was white And that everything was okay And they plenty of players And now the truth is exposed The players showed no Proper professional attitude whatsoever And Dundee United Deserve all they get today Wow he's in one of those moods Roger Hanna Is that a bit harsh If you're allowed to go On your Christmas night out If the club say you can go If you do it with their blessing 
It's interesting because <laughs> there's poor old Jim Goodwin at St Mirren yesterday. Not got a lot going right. Nine games without a win. Those players decide not to go in a Christmas night out. And yet yesterday, yep. seven positive tests and the lateral flows are waiting in PCRs today. Wednesday night game at home to Celtic in jeopardy. So you, you can't really say what's the right thing to do. I noticed Tommy Wright speaking yesterday saying he was going to go into Kilmarnock in the middle of the week and cancel a player's Christmas night out. And the captain came to him and said, boss, we've decided to cancel the Christmas night out. So some players... Take more responsibility for their actions than others do. Go- Just ask James McPake. Gordon DL, what do you make of that Rangers team, first of all? <clears throat> well, interesting that obviously the big uh, debate for months upon months is get Tavernier and Patterson in the same starting 11. Today that's happening, Gordon. I'm, um, I'm um, with the lads there at Tavernier, will go to right back, Patterson probably left back. Um, it's very strong from the middle of the park. Kamara, who's been brilliant. Bit surprised that he will make just be getting a, a rest. He's been absolutely in terrific form. Brilliant. But you just look at that front line when you've got Hadji there, Morelos from goal scoring for him. Kent, who is playing very well indeed. Lundstrom comes in there with the threat of those midfield runs with Arfield. Against uh, an experienced Dundee United side, if Rangers score early, this could be a long afternoon for Dundee United. Let's hear from both managers then, starting with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. It's, uh, it was really quick. I mean, uh, as I said, it was uh, three and a half weeks, but it felt like three and a half months because of the games we played and it was very hectic. So, uh, you know, you could only be happy after the game and then uh, the day after you were already preparing uh, for the next opponent. But... Uh, you know, it's a, a schedule I'm used to as a coach, but also as a player. So uh, just have to focus on the, the most important things to to prepare, and then uh, go from the go, go from that. That was, of course, the Rangers manager. Let's hear from Tam Courts. These types of venues, these types of challenges, can 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 trigger another positive run of performances and results. I think we've got a lot of players here that are still in, you know, good spirits high confidence, excited to go to these types of venues. And again, we'll be optimistic for the weekend. The key thing for us this weekend is anyone that is selected will need to be brave, will need to be fearless, will need to go there, you know, believing that, that we can get a result. Um, it's, it's a great venue, big challenge. Obviously, they, they've got a, a new management team. They're playing with a little bit of confidence. But I just think it's a, it's a great opportunity for us to go and, and play on such a stage and, and try to take something from the game. It's going to be an interesting one, Gordon DL, because those Dundee United players who are playing today from the start, the unfamiliar names, these are good young players and many of them got game time in the League Cup at the start of the season and Dundee United have high hopes for them. But even a fully strength Dundee United side is a, is a Dundee United as a club are, are in a poor run of form. They're struggling recently. Rangers are not. This was going to be a tough afternoon anyway. Does this just make it even more one-sided or do you leave any room for these occasions sometimes producing a surprise? Well, after watching Rangers midweek against St Johnston, they were very comfortable, Gordon. Um, Dundee United will go and try and make a hard look. As a young player coming through, you're waiting for opportunities to break into the first team and one's come along for a lot of these young players to go to Ibrox bigger stage, there's Ibrox and Celtic Park, that's where you want to play, in front of the big crowds, so they may rise to it, 
or they may sink. You never know until they get them out there. But I don't think it would matter what Dundee United produced today. I just think Rangers in too good a form. Every single player is getting pats in the back. And when they leave players out of the, the ability and the form of a rebel and bring in uh, uh, players like Lundstrom, they've got Arfield in there, Hadji, Morelos, Kane, Patterson, everybody will be excited to see him. be really interesting to see how he performs in a left-back position. I think this is a big day for Patterson because Patterson could really go out there and show the manager and show everybody, as much as I want to play right-back, as much as that's my preferred position, I can actually stake a claim for left-back as well. Now I have to say, if there was a game in the Clyde 1 HQ car park, I think it would be at risk because you can barely see two feet in front of you. The fog is horrific. I have always maintained the best place for good weather in Scotland is the Fir Park area. Fraser Wishart, you can confirm, I'm sure. Yeah, that was my memory when I played here. It always bucketed down, uh, Gordon, particularly when you were when you were training. But uh, you know, conditions are very, very clear. The sun is shining. The pitch is looking magnificent as always, but especially after the battering it took a couple of weeks ago in that game that was almost called off against Hearts. But uh, I think it's a big game for St. Johnson, to be honest with you. Sit bottom of the table after running nine league games where they only scored three goals, which is one victory and one draw. So they need to stop that rod and stop it quickly. In fact, as we've all known, we all say they scored nine goals in 17 league games all season. Five games without a win, the stats are not good for them. And after this game, they'll get four games in the next two weeks. Ross County in midweek, who are just above them in the table, then Celtic, then Hearts. So there's a danger for St Johnson. Well, the next couple of weeks, if they don't get their act together, they could be cut a few points adrift at the bottom before the January window opens. Had their injury problems and attack in particular. David Wotherspoon is their most creative player and missed the rest of the season. Stevie Mays missed a lot of games as well, but starts today. But Chris Kane drops out. Of course, he missed the game in mid, mid, uh, midweek as well because he's self-isolating. So solid at the back, 18 goals conceded. Only top three have got less. Callum Davidson knows where he has to improve. His top scores have only got two goals, but the strong back three will be tested. I like the look of the Motherwell front three, particularly they've got Tony Watt, top scorer, 10 in all games this season, as Hugh was saying earlier, chat during the week about him turning down his contract. One thing about Tony is, he'll give his all in every single game for Motherwell until that changes, and with Van Veen and Willery in support, I think they've got a really good goal threat. They've had their own injury problems in defence, centre-back, so Jala, uh, Lamy and Solholm Johansson were missing, Jake Carroll was in the team, the left-back at centre-back, but Solholm Johansson is back in the team and Carroll drops to the bench. And also boosted by Liam Donnelly returning to the starting 11. He's had 18 months of horrendous injury problems, but a really key player for Mother a couple of years ago in the centre of Montreal. Good chance for Mother to keep up the challenge for third or fourth. They sit level with Dundee United, who are weakened going to Ibrox, so a win today could see the third part side in fourth place. They have made three changes in total. Carol Slattery, Maguire drop out. Solomon Johansson, Donnelly and young Dean Cornelius come in. Normal 4-3-3 formation. Liam Kelly in goal. Stephen O'Donnell, Sunday Solholm, Johansson, Bevis Mugabe and Nathan McGinley at the back. In midfield, Sean Goss, Liam Donnelly and Dean Cornelius with Kane Woolery, Kevin Van Veen and Tony Watt as the strikers. Scott Fox, Jake Carroll, Karam Slattery, Justin Amaluza, Liam Grimshaw, Jordan Roberts and Connor Shields are the substitutes. First in Johnson, five changes from the midweek defeat. It's either Vertinen, O'Halloran, Crawford, Butterfield and Devine drop out. Booth, Bryson, May, Middleton and Solomon Otabor come in. 3-4-3, usual formation for them as well. Xander Clark in goals, James Brown, Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart at the back. Sean Rooney, Craig Bryson, Liam Craig and Callum Booth 
in midfield with Glenn Middleton, Stevie May and Viv Solomon Otaba up front. Elliot Parrish, Rhys Devine, Lars Dendonker, Murray Davidson, Michael Halloran, Ali Crawford and Jacob Butterfield are on the bench. And the referee today at Fir Park is Stephen McLean. Let's hear from Graham Alexander. You know, we have to maintain uh, our understanding of where those results have come from um, and not just think we can skip a few steps and, and uh, miss out the, the basics of, of where our game has, has been based. Um, I think it's really important for our consistency that we understand um, how we start games, how we um, earn the right to play, to, to win, and, um, and your quality shows at the, the important moments at both ends of the pitch. But um, there's a lot of things you have to do right to, to win any game of football, and we, we have to really concentrate on those because um, you know, that's, I would say, has been our downfall in the past, um, and we have to work hard to make sure it isn't in the future. Uh, let's hear from Stevie Mason, Johnson striker. He was on media duties this week ahead of the trip to Fir Park. Being in a rough spot, bottom of the league around Christmas time, it's happened before. So there's no reason why you know we can't go on a run. Obviously, we need to start that run, and we'll be looking to do that. You know, and kind of get that one result that can kind of kickstart us. Because there is so many games coming up that you know there's points to be had everywhere. It's going to be tough. It always is there. It's always physical. Uh, they've kind of changed style a little bit over the years to what they were a few years ago, but. They've got a lot of uh, quality in their team and, and players who can hurt you. So we're going to have to be switched on, ready for a battle, you know, and try and do our work as well to try and break the deadlock and get that first goal, which I think would help us uh, a great deal and obviously give us something to hold on. What a week it's been at Dens Park. Let's get team news from Dundee Hearts with Dave Galloway. Thank you, Gordon. Well, Dundee haven't had their problems to seek of late now, have they? Uh, three defeats in a row leaves them sitting 10th, just two points off the foot of the table, but having played a match more than Ross County and St Johnston. The squad is Threadbare and Jason Cummings, of course, was sent home from training yesterday for breaching club discipline. Today we'll see if they have strength in adversity. Hearts come here aiming to strengthen their grip of uh, third place. Uh, recent results have been inconsistent with three wins and three defeats in the previous six matches. But they round off 2021 by playing the teams currently occupying those bottom three slots and maximum points would see them end the year on a real high. Looking at the Dundee team, a couple of changes for them. Elliot and Griffiths are in for Marshall and Sweeney. Looks like a, a 4-4-2 for them. Uh, Legston's uh, in goal. Uh, back four of Kerr, Fontaine, McGee and Elliot. Uh, midfield, uh, McMullen, Anderson, McGowan and McCowan with uh, Mullen and Griffiths. Up top, the substitutes, just uh, a few of them to tell you about, not surprisingly. Lawler, Yakubiak, Panther, McDonald and Lamb. As for Hearts, two changes for them also. It's Woodburn and Halliday in for uh, Ginelli and Boyce this afternoon. Gordon in goals at the back. Uh, Moore, Souter, Halkett and Kingsley. Uh, Devlin and Haring, uh, the sitters. Then it's uh, Halliday, Mackay and Mackay-Steven with uh, Woodburn leading the line. Substitutes for Hearts. Stuart, Smith, uh, Walker, uh, Cochrane, Nandouillet and uh, Logan uh, McInef as well and your match referee here at Dens Park is Willie Collum we've got Livy Ross County as well in the top flight so lots to look forward to this afternoon after these we're going to get all the guys involved we'll take a look at some of the biggest stories doing the rounds at the moment action as it happens 
and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevens are in the studio. Gordon DL is in his living room, and we've got the top team all around the grounds keeping you company on a Saturday afternoon. You can tweet us your thoughts at Clyde SSB. And we will open the phone lines a bit later on uh, Before we get all the guys involved And look at some of the big stories doing the rounds Let's just get a quick reminder of the teams from Ibrooks. If you are just joining us, David Friel Yeah, Gordon Rangers are going to line up It's a 4-2-3-1 formation Alan McGregor in goals James Tavernier, Connor Golson Calvin Bassett and Nathan Patterson at the back John Lundstrom, Glenn Kamara with Yanis Hadji, Scott Arfield, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. Dundee United extremely under strength here. Trevor Carson in goals, Adrian Spoiler, Ryan Edwards, Charlie Mulgrew and Scott McMahon at the back with Chris Mockery, Archie Mikison, Declan Glass and Craig Moore in midfield and I think Darren Watson supporting Nicky Clark up front. Going to be an interesting one that Dundee United on paper would have been up against it anyway but obviously a weakened team as you can hear. Uh, right, let's get all the guys involved. We usually take a look at the week's biggest stories or, or certain talking points that are out and about um, at the forefront of people's minds at this stage on a Saturday afternoon. But it feels like we should maybe just look ahead for the first time, Hugh Keevens. It is League Cup final weekend after all. We will be on tomorrow, um, but it's a hugely significant weekend in our calendar. Yeah, uh, it's Ange Postecoglou's chance to win his first trophy as Celtic manager. And uh, what a boost that would be Not only to him But to the Celtic support After the miserable season They endured Rather than enjoyed Last season But At the same time There is the prospect Of this unbelievable story That David Gray Sir David Gray After his headed goal To beat Rangers In the Scottish Cup final of 2016 He Could have As his last game As Hibs manager the chance to go out with a trophy win. It is an astonishing potential story. Uh, so th- there's lots of excitement and imagination concerning tomorrow's game. Uh, you'd have to say, I would wait personally to find out whether Kyogo is playing or not before venturing an opinion on who wins this. Uh, Roger, I, I think obviously any time a major trophy's up for grabs It's a significant weekend I particularly like the League Cup Because it comes so early in your season And therefore it can have such a positive or negative impact Before you've even reached the, the turn of the year Yeah, and it's a, it's a difficult one to call On the face of it, you, you have to favour Celtic I think there are 11 games unbeaten against Hibs Stretching back more than three years um, Even without Kyogo Even without Jota Even without James Forrest If if Kyogo and Forrest don't make it tomorrow Celtic you think on paper still have the, the better team Rogic is playing well Turnbull's playing well A bad I got a goal again in midweek Up in Dingwall um, And the manner of the win against Ross County Will have lifted Celtic immeasurably um, Compared to you know the, the way they would have felt after a 1-1 draw Hibs I don't understand why Sean Maloney's not in the dugout. If Sean Maloney and Gary Caldwell are the future of Hibernian Football Club, then for me, they should be in the dugout on Sunday. And yet, there's just that little thing at the back of your mind. I'm sure the day before the semi-final, I would have said, you fancy Rangers by a mile. And then Martin Boyle turned up with a hard trick and the rest is history. So you just don't know, but I would fancy Celtic. David Friel, what do you read into the reports about the fitness or lack of regarding Kyogo? Oh, he's gone. I forgot. Don't get. I, I forgot. I, I can't speak to him right now. Same question to you, though, Fraser Wishart. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just waving to Steve Clark there, Scotland manager, who's here to watch. Oh, uh, to John watch Tony Watt. He's. Uh, 
well, I don't know, there's not that many Scottish players around. So Xander Clark. There to, to watch Xander Clark as well in the squad. Maybe a big mm. Liam Gordon, maybe. Is kinda Liam Kelly's in, the in there as well. Well, you can tell him we say hello. What about Kyogo for tomorrow? What do you read into the reports? Is it genuinely a case of no one knows today and they will know tomorrow? Or do managers sometimes try and keep things close to their chest? Or what do you read into it? I think Celtic will probably know by now that whether Kyogo's fit or not uh, and, and with a hamstring injury you don't want to be going in with a wee niggle you don't want to leave it to the last minute you want to know by now even a couple of days beforehand and get a couple of days decent training in you it can sometimes be too soon and that's a big gamble because I, I agree with, with, with the boys are saying it's a, it's a big game for Celtic you know people dismiss the League Cup sometimes but they usually only dismiss it if they're not involved in the Cup final I think it's an important trophy in, in Scottish football we, we know all about the trebles that are Boasted about by and large by the, by the old firm supporters. So, um, yeah, I, I think if Kyogo is fit, then obviously Celtic have got a better chance, and that's the real concern. Is James Forrest fit as well, and who plays who plays up front if Kyogo isn't there? So I think uh, Ange Postecoglou will know his team by now. Whether he's told the players or not, I don't know. And I think he'll wait until the very last minute before releasing that, obviously to to the other side but I think if Hibs are going to have a chance they're going to have to play as well as they did against Rangers in the semi-final because Celtic just look so good at the moment they're in a great run a good run of form the players are happy the manager's happy a few players coming in during the transfer window everything's looking okay for Celtic so I think they'll go into the game and just try and dominate it as usual but the big danger of course is the, the, the pace on the break of, of, of Martin Boyle and, and one thing that David Gray will bring is a real sense of organisation but he's also a, a winner and a leader of men he was a brilliant captain you know just not, not just on the field of play which you see but I know from dealing with him he's on our management committee at the PFA we dealt with a lot of issues with Covid and things he's just great at controlling that dressing room very strong character very calm very softly spoken but he'll motivate these, these guys but they're going to have to come up with a big big performance helps them be as good as they were against Rangers if they're going to have a chance Yeah David Friel is with us David how much does how much are Celtic's chances of winning the cup damaged by the absence of Kyogo, or, or do they have more than enough? I'm not asking you to put a, a percentage on it, but I wonder how, how much more difficult that task becomes without him. I think it becomes much more difficult purely because he's he's their best striker, you know, and, and I think it's then compounded by the fact there's no Jota there to back him up, and obviously doubts over Mikey Johnson and James Forrest. My hunch, we actually asked Ange Postecoglou yesterday what's his hunch on it and his reply was I don't have a degree in hunches but I think at best Kyogo will be on the bench. I think it's too much of a risk with important games coming up that Celtic risk putting him into that game and you see the type of player he is. He's 100 mile an hour, he's closing down, he's pressing. I don't think Kyogo can go into a game when he's not fully fit. So I think bench at best. I'm only just saying that off the back of what Ange Postecoglou and the, kind of, the vibes he was giving off yesterday. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Mikey Johnston makes it. James Forrest, again, I'm not so sure. But um, of course, Kyogo will be missing. Um, allied with Jota is a huge blow for Celtic. I do think, you know, defensively, midfield, I think they'll be, they'll be very, very strong. But if you're a Hibs player tomorrow and you look at that team sheet and Kyogo and Jota aren't on it, I think you take a lift. Maybe he was just scunnered because he's already been ask, answering questions about where he's been for lunch, Hugh, and, and who he's been with and what he plans on wearing to the cup yeah, final. Yeah, he must think he's been dropped into a parallel universe and Postecoglou having to put up with the... Well, he'd be right, wouldn't he? ...half-wittedness that surrounds so much of the game here. Um, but I don't believe Kyogo will play. I believe this is all to Celtic's advantage to keep Hibs guessing so that David Gray... Cannot be absolutely certain until he's actually handed the team sheet at Hamden. 
whether or not Kyogo plays, I don't think he's got any chance of playing. And I, I you know, I will stand corrected tomorrow. You can all have a good laugh at my expense, but I'll give you a straightforward answer. I don't think he ever had any chance of playing in the final. And it's just in Ange Postecoglou's best interests to keep Hibs guessing. We'd never laugh at you, never. Uh, Gordon Diel, it'll be another day on the recliner. Some good football for you tomorrow, though. Looking forward to it, I assume. Yeah, um, uh, the, the big debate is Kyogo, of course it is, but you've got to realise, I think Fraser summed up perfectly well, they're certainly full of international footballers, they're full of good footballers, they've got a better chance of winning it with their top striker, of course they are. I disagree with David a little bit, it'll be interesting that, um, you know, if the team comes out, if he's 90%, 80%, I would never risk putting him on the bench. Um, I've never been a lover of that especially with a hamstring injury you're sitting there, you're not doing the proper warm-ups um, you know, it's a cold it's, we're now into December obviously and it's very cold I know that he's well looked after but I would not, with what's coming up and you know the importance of the league I would never risk him on the bench it's either he will start tomorrow or not but for once in my life I'm going with you just with the, the injury and what uh, Postacoglu said about the, um, you know, the physios, what they said about when they, they looked at him, I don't see him start tomorrow, but I still think Celtic will win. Let's, let's hear from both managers, shall we? Ange Postacoglu first. You know, it's when I joined this football club, that's obviously that was the aim. And um, I, I was under no illusions that, um, you know, I had to bring success or try and bring success to this football club. And the first opportunity for that is, is Sunday. So... I'm looking forward to it. I'm, you know, I'm sure it'll be a great occasion. The atmosphere will be sensational, and um, you know, ultimately, it's then about us preparing well and, and you know, giving the, the the best of ourselves that we can on the day, and uh, you know, and hopefully that proves successful. And what an opportunity for David Gray! He's a legend already amongst the Hibs fans. Imagine how they would view him if they could pull that off tomorrow. To be honest, the situation is not really about me. I think it comes down to the players. Um, Myself and Eddie and Sammy I'll prepare them as best we possibly can um, But we've got full belief in them That they can go there and get get the positive result And it'll be tough But it's something we all need to look forward to Like I've just said there It's a, it's a cup final It's uh, a fantastic occasion You need to realise the opportunity you, I mean, you've, These occasions don't come around all the time You need to be You need to look forward to it You need to enjoy it And you need to, more importantly You need to be ready to go in there And give absolutely everything And have no regrets And come away from it With the opportunity to, to try and lift a cup I was lucky enough to do that um, and in my footballing career, it was the greatest achievement and the greatest day in football for me by a country mile. That um, goes without saying. And so the opportunity for someone else to step up and, and be that hero. But ultimately, it would be the whole squad and the whole club that would do that. A couple of little injury issues as well for David Gray. You know, Kevin Nisbet limped off towards the end of that midweek game against Dundee. That would be a blow to them if there was no Kevin Nisbet available. But in terms of Kyogo, I think one of the deciding factors there's an old firm game in the horizon, Gordon. You know, it's noticeable Rangers resting Joe Aribo today, not rushing Borna Barisic back into the team today. I think already two weeks from the game, I think both managers are already looking towards it. Here's a thing on Joe Aribo. Would it not be the case that if he was booked today, he would miss that old firm game and maybe that's why he's not playing? Yeah, I think there's a suggestion if you get a, if it, a, an accumulation of bookings and disciplinary points, I think that kicks in 14 days maybe. Well, Fraser will tell us, Fraser. Is that right, Fraser? Yeah, spot on, guys. Spot on. Uh, the, the rules used to be six bookings over a season. But we put a proposal in for PFA Scotland a couple of years ago. It was changed. It's six bookings in the first 19 games. So if you if you stick on five, which I think Joe Rebo is at, 
then if he, if he doesn't get suspended in the first 19 games, it goes to 12 over the, the, the rest of the season. So, uh, yeah, it's two weeks after the booking. I, I think if he gets booked today, he would miss, if he did play, sorry, he would mm-hmm. miss the, the Old Firm game. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, as you're saying, uh, Roger, both managers with an eye on that Old Firm game and the Kyogo one is, 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 mm-hmm. is similar. You know, you risk him, hamstring goes, he misses three games, four games, including the Old Firm game. So, a big, a big risk. And I think Rangers have been sensible with Aribo Yeah, he's on six bookings One of them is in the Europa League Five in the Premiership So that would make sense Roger Hanna, that's us Got to the bottom um, of Joe Aribo's um, Being left out this afternoon Okay, looking forward to that game tomorrow uh, We will discuss it later on, I am sure And uh, we'll be on air tomorrow anyway So we won't leave any stone unturned You've got Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevens in the studio You've got Gordon DL from home And with that in mind Here's my seamless transition Right now in Scotland It is more important than ever For you to get your COVID-19 vaccine booster The immunity to the virus Gradually reduces over time So getting the booster Provides protection Against the fast spreading And highly infectious Omicron variant Doing that should significantly Reduce your risk Of serious illness And hospitalisation To book your COVID-19 vaccine booster Or check arrangements in your local area Visit nhsinform.scot Or call 0800 030 Back around the grounds next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Hugh Keevans in the studio Gordon DL in his living room And the top team out and about around the grounds on a Saturday afternoon There's lots to look forward to on the pitch in the Premiership and beyond today Then of course we've got a League Cup final tomorrow We've already given you team news from Ibrooks Joe Rebo on the bench Looks like that is to avoid a potential suspension if he were to get booked today Nathan Patterson plays left back, James Tavernier right back And a whole host of teenage players in for Dundee United They have a threadbare squad and it looks like it could be a very Interesting afternoon there at Ibrooks. Uh, before we go back around the rest of the grounds, we had kind of got away from this on a Saturday afternoon, Fraser Wisher, but I don't think it's um, possible to escape it any longer. We have miraculously got a, an unaffected fixture card due to COVID today, but the same situation can't be said down south. I think there's only one game in the English top flight goes ahead today. Now, that would worry me personally. I don't have to. Get into too much detail about what the variant is Or how the virus works Or what the vaccination status is If that league can be decimated like that Are we staring at similar problems? I think who knows Gordon is, is the answer When you listen to the experts Jason Leach to this world I don't think they know too much about it As far as I understand it From speaking to people high up uh, There's no plans at the moment To, to do anything to do with football um, You know football Sitting in the ground isn't the problem. The problem is around the grounds. It's the people meeting up and travelling in public transport and on buses and going to pubs and things. That's the thing that worries them. But if, if you're going to stop football fans going, you're going to have to stop everybody going. You know, so it's a really difficult uh, situation. But as I say, I don't. From, from my information, as far as I understand it, there are no plans in place to do anything. We do have the winter break coming up. So if we can get to that, at least for the Premiership clubs, there's a three-week break, which, which could be used as well. We, could, we just got to keep going, Gordon. You know, and at the moment, football's in the hands of, of, of the administrators, hands of the government, hands of First Minister, and like everybody else, we'll, we'll just have to, to wait and see. But I think down south, you know, sometimes our clubs are, are criticised. <coughs> it's been criticised over the last sort of 18 months or so, sometimes there's an outbreak at a club. It's really difficult, and it shows you with all the money in the world down south, 
they can Manchester United can get games on, big clubs can get games on, they can spend money on all the all the, the kind of social distancing, they can spend money on all the, the PPE etc. We, we, we just can't stop this this virus. So of course it's worrying, but until such things we're told to stop, I don't think we should. I think it should be a government decision, not a football decision. I'm going to open this phrase up by saying I'm not a virologist, but I was looking at stats down south. 67% of English Premier League players fully vaccinated. Only 59% of EFL players fully vaccinated in the last statistics. Surely that must have a link to the number of games off down south. And are the vaccination levels among your members higher up here? And that's why we are getting games on up here. Roger, I, I don't know the vaccina- vaccination levels. That'd be a confidential thing within within the sort of SFA and the medical team. Um, so I sort of have no idea. I mean, we certainly as a union have, have encouraged our members to to take the vaccine, but everybody else they have the right not to. So I, I, I couldn't even put a stab at it, Roger, in terms of that. So whether whether that's a factor or not, I don't know. But certainly, when you're looking at teams across the country, there's, there's players in every club that are two or three missing from every game almost. So you, you're all, your first thought is always now. Is that to do with COVID? It may, may, may be, it may not be. But uh, you know, I, I just encourage everybody, whether football players or, or not. You know, I think I think taking the vaccine uh, le- lessens lessens the chances of you getting it and lessens the impact if you do get it. Of course, there has been a change, Fraser. Last night, the joint response group, as they're called, uh, again, we hadn't heard too much from them in, in the last couple of weeks, but they've tightened things up, and now players in the top flight will be tested every day again. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. I think it, it keeps the players um, at uh, also after health and safety a wee bit more as well, gives them a bit more sort of security that things are, are going on. And, and sometimes that is why you get big stories about football clubs because you know if you tested every single day in every single workplace, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who are turning up for their work just now who maybe got it and are, and are asymptomatic. And footballers being young people tend to be asymptomatic as well, so I think it's very important that they are testing. So that that was a, a wise decision in my eyes. Crank up the testing. I mean, if we do pick up one or two cases, then at least we can make sure that the rest of the squad and the rest of the, the staff at football clubs are safe. We do have football on today, though. That's the thing. That's we are, we're, we're doing well so far. Are we lucky so far? I don't really know, but we've got games on today. You are at Motherwell St. Johnson. You mentioned Stevie Clark was there, and we said, you know, is it to watch Tony Watt, Xander Clark, Liam Kelly, Stephen O'Donnell? What do you make, Fraser, um, of the, the Tony Watt contract situation? I'm sure with your PFA Scotland hat on, you would stick up for any player's right to, to do what's you know sort of best for them and, and keep their options open. I'm sure you would also understand the the argument which says, oh, you know, Motherwell's been good for Tony Watt so far. Oh, totally, and I, and I think Tony would 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 agree that you know from, from a player who was kind of wandering around and he was in short term contract, a year here and a year there, and uh, you know fair play to him, he's, he's tried his play his trade all over the world, and uh, Motherwell have been great for him, and I, I think equally he's been good for them, and that's that's part of it, you know. And on, on the other hand, there's many times when players have contracts and clubs say to them, "Listen, you're finished here, you need to go," and that's what happens in football. But um, I, I liked. The Graham Alexander's comments. You know, he said that he can still remember being a player. I mean, I was in that situation myself for Motherwell a long, long time ago before uh, the Bosman ruling, where I was out of contract and my contract was running down. It didn't stop me giving 100 percent in every game. It was never in the back of my mind, and it won't be in the back of Tony Tony Watt's mind. But uh, I don't know if there'll be any bids. You might get a couple hundred thousand pound bid here for, for Tony Watt in January, and that'll be a question for Alan Burrows. Is that enough to to allow them to accept it? But uh, in the meantime. He is their top scorer. He will play every week and he'll give his best every week. And that's the way it should be because quite often 
clubs take the huff and they drop a player because he's got the audacity not to sign a new contract but thankfully that's not taking, uh, taking place here Gordon Deal, what's your take on it? I know there's a club very close to your heart you're always telling us um, and I'd imagine a lot of Motherwell fans we had one on last night saying you know well, Tony Watts had loads of clubs and he's finally found he keeps telling us that he's found a home and, and he's doing well here so he should stay ultimately these are working men with families and short careers and if you can double treble quadruple your wage elsewhere then it's, a, it's quite a difficult balance to find yeah, it's, it's not just a club close to my heart, but close to my house. I can see Wishers Baldy Bar Party where I'm sitting, Gordon. But um, I'm all for a player. I, I've, I've got to say, um, I totally understand that Motherwell fans like myself can come on here and say, well, hold on a minute, the club's been brilliant for him. He's been around the block. Tony Watt's been sensational for Motherwell. He still is. He will play. He's scoring goals. He's got a right to go and make as much money as he possibly can. He's got to be selfish because Motherwell will continue when Tony's career's not there anymore. He might have to look at something else. He's got to be financially sound for his family. And if a better offer comes in for him, I'd be the first to wish him all the very, very best in his new venture. Hugh? Uh, I think he's doing the wrong thing. I think he should stay at Motherwell. I think there's such a thing as a natural fit. And after the nomadic years... When he left Celtic and went round the world, uh, he has found that natural fit at Fir Park. However, I cannot dispute the player's right to pursue a move somewhere else if that's what he wants. Uh, I don't know that there's a, an offer that would quadruple his wages out there for him, uh, but I respect his right to see what is out there. But if he leaves Motherwell, I think he's taking a big risk. Yeah, I mean, I just threw that as an example, Roger. I, I don't know either, but I think sometimes we, we forget that the the relatively modest budgets that some of our Premiership clubs, Motherwell included, work in. If Tony Watt could attract even a mid-to-small-sized English Championship club, he possibly would quadruple his wage. That, that's the reality of it. Yeah, as of course it is. Even, listen, the top end of League One in England, where Sunderland and Ipswich and Bolton and Sheffield Wednesday, some of these teams are operating just now, they would pay... Two or three times what Mother will pay For footballers Fraser will tell you It's a very short career window um, To earn money for their families If Tony Watt Who has done very well for Motherwell If he wants to look elsewhere And see if he can earn a bit more money For his family in seasons to come Then of course that's his right He will tell you And he does time and time again How Motherwell have Provided him with a, a, a real good platform to relaunch his career after what you described as the nomadic years. But football's a two-way street. Tony Watt's done well by Motherwell as well. So much so he's been spoken about in Scotland terms. There's Steve Clark watching the game today. Um, you know, good luck to Tony because he's done well. He's a good goal scorer. I'll tell you what, I bet Ange Postacoglu wishes he had him available for a League Cup final for Celtic tomorrow. Okay, I think we'll leave it there because we're pretty much ready to get the games underway this afternoon. Not only do we have the big one in Glasgow, Rangers taking on Dundee United, we've got that game that Fraser's watching Motherwell against St Johnston, Dundee Hearts, we've got Livy Ross County, we've got huge games down the leagues as well, and of course the small matter of a League Cup final tomorrow. So coming up after the break, we're going to get you a first half teaser, we're going to take as many of your tweets as we can, and we're going to get the three o'clock kickoffs underway. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 
Hugh Keevans and Roger Hanna are in the building Gordon Diel is in his building He's on his living room chair Ready to join us this afternoon And we've got the top team around the grounds as well Just about time for your predictions Before things kick off Hugh, go on Another set of hopeless ones from you if you can But beginning I think with a certainty Rangers <laughs> to beat Dundee United And I suspect by a handful Hearts to How win How many are we talking So five, is that the full handful? A pal of mine was going to Ibrooks today And I said to him 5-0 Rangers <laughs> okay. And he said he would put a fiver on it And I get half the money if I'm right Wow, please gamble responsibly What else is on your list? Hearts to win at Dundee uh, I think there are too many problems at Dundee at the moment And Mother Wilson Johnston A draw Okay uh, Roger Hanna um, I agree with the first two Rangers should win comfortably I fancy hard strongly at Dundee After the sort of week James McPake's had um, I'm going to keep Dazzler sweet I'm going to take a motherable win At home to St Johnson And it'll be a draw along the road Livingston Ross County Share of the spoils uh, Gordon Deal um, Yeah I'm going Rangers Motherwell Livingston and Hearts There you go There you're four <laughs> Goal Flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Book your face fit and mask service online now And just like that we're underway We'll see who's got the bragging rights uh, Come the end of the show I must admit I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cash in my bragging rights early on Roger Hanna Because when that Rangers team you, You're going don't, to Don't do this to me You're going to have to admit that this actually took place in the office When that Rangers team came out this afternoon I floated the possibility that I fancied against all odds James Tavernier to play centre back And Calvin Bassey to play right back Please don't do this to me Admit that that happened (laughs) It may have happened (laughs) Because that is the case Now that the game has started So everyone thought I think after five minutes you have even broadcast Realise the error of his ways and switch it back round To be I I mean yes Nathan Patterson did come on at left back the other night Just had a little bit of a sneaky that Um that, that that would be the case So Nathan Patterson is in his right back yeah, role James absolutely. Tavernier is at centre back Alongside Conor Goldson And Calvin Bassey's at right back yes. Yeah and I'd suggest yeah, John, John Lundstrom into the team What that means is he, He'll anchor the midfield Alongside Glenn Kamara And Scott Arfield moves on one To, to the role that's really been filled By Joe Aribo in recent weeks You could play Shirley Bassey today And it would make <sighs> no difference <laughs> the minute he walked in the door I, I knew he was going to say that Oh honestly uh, I'm interested Gordon That you and, and Roger you're, you're confident about Motherwell I know they're in good form And St Johnston aren't Are these not the types of days That Motherwell surprise you In a negative sense <coughs> Not not at home I thought against Dundee United Not drenched night Gordon When the pitch held up I thought They were excellent I watch St Johnston at Ibrox now I know it's difficult Going to a place like Ibrox Near bottom of the league uh, But they offered nothing for me um, I know Callum Davidson struggling a little bit with some influential players, but I just think that, you know, Fraser said about he likes to look at the front line, the the energy Motherwell's got, Tony Watt scoring goals at home today. Mm. I think it'll be a comfortable win for the Steelmen. I thought they disappointed last week at Celtic Park. You know, the, the Celtic, for me, huffed and puffed, it was all a bit laboured, uh, and I don't think Motherwell. Nearly enough to put any pressure on the Celtic defence, and I, I, the only reason I'm going for a draw today, the St Johnston revival has to start somewhere. One of these days, they have to get the kind of result that allows Callum Davison to think they've turned a corner. Because right now they're a worry. They're bottom of the table. The team who won two cups last season is in danger of going down. So I just think that 
the road back has to start somewhere And a draw at Motherwell would be regarded as a good result uh, No surprise Roger to see Dundee United uh, doing a bit of defending to, to start off And it may well prove to be a long afternoon It's quite an ask for these youngsters How important then are Charlie Mulgrew and Ryan Edwards going to be Because the back four and the goalkeeper is actually not too disrupted Yes Benjamin Segrist is out but Trevor Carson's a very good goalkeeper And the back four looks fairly Secure and experienced It's what happens further up the yeah, field That's a bit more worrying It's the, it's the two first choice centre halves It's new club captain Ryan Edwards Alongside the vastly mix, experienced Charlie Mulgrew Scumming man is the first choice left back Now he came in at the end of August from Hamilton For Jamie Robson Who of course left to go to Lincoln After scoring the winner In the first game between the two sides This season at Tannadice. Um But as you say It's further forward We're, we're looking here at the makeup of the midfield Who's going to be there supporting Nicky Clark? Up front it's a, it's a packed midfield From Tam Coates First goal of the afternoon In Scotland Goes to Kilmarnock And they needed that We had a Kilmarnock fan on During the week Most unhappy About the way things are going uh, But Ollie Shaw Has scored a very early penalty And they lead them firmly By a goal To nil um, Right anything else Doing at the moment I don't think so Gordon Diel Are you trying to speak to me? Yeah I'm just I'm, I'm sitting watching this game here And you wouldn't just wonder That um Obviously, the the teams do their homework against Rangers. How many are as goals and so brilliant at hitting that diagonal ball? Every time he picks mm. the ball up, he aims for a diagonal ball and it catches out. Dundee United just sitting in defensively, hoping that they can stay in this game for as long as they can. But if Rangers get that first goal, I'm with you. This could be a long, long afternoon. Did you miss the shot that Nicky Clark just had saved by Alan McGregor? Or are you a bit behind <laughs> on whatever? Uh, what, what, num- what number are you on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, st- I'm still at the, still out in the, the first tunnel. minute Don't you worry Well Dundee United have got up the pitch They've had a shot And it's been saved uh, By Alan McGregor That'll always be a bit of both Roger Hanna That that ball on From Goldson over the top Is obviously because Teams have to try and Stay tight And secure and solid elsewhere And then it leaves room for that I'm pretty sure they don't Intend for it to be the case But you know, Teams better than you Good teams tend to Impose their style on you that, That's just yeah, football isn't it It's all those goals and passes They'll be coming from a different angle He's at left centre back With Tavernier in it Right centre back So it's not that big Right footed Cross ball Seeking out Ryan Kent It'll be interesting to see If that has an impact On, on his performance But these young Dundee United kids Are trying to get forward At every opportunity I'll tell you what They've had two better chances Than Rangers You have to say Inside the opening five minutes There was one cut back there as well Maybe 12 yards out and it was a it was a tentative finish and I wonder if with a bit more uh, venom in it it was yeah. blocked by Chris Nathan Mockery. Patterson yep. but I wonder if Chris Mockery could have done a bit better Roger yeah it was a, as you say a bit tentative but they've had a couple of shots on target in the first six minutes which is, mm. is more than you can say for Rangers Roger I know it's been a lively old uh, week at Tadice but uh, this lively the Dundee United goalkeeper's got a spectacular black eye Any, anything to tell us I think he lives down my neck of the woods that's just Par for the course oh. down there. These, these things can, these things can happen. A bit lively in Lanarkshire, is it? Mm. It can be. Anyway, before we get any further, Hugh Keevans, why don't you give us this, please? The first half teaser with the ScottishSun.co.uk/slash/football for the best football news and opinion online. Nine players have scored for an old firm team since 2018-19 and have also scored in either the Norwegian 
or German top flight at any point in their career. Nine players have scored for an old firm team since season 2018-19 and have also scored neither the Norwegian or German top flight at any point. Who are they? Oh, I like that question. Roger Hannes scribbling furiously to see if he can come up with the answers. But for you lot out there, it's this simple. Get all the correct answers, put them on one tweet and send that tweet to at Clyde SSB. If you beat everyone else to the punch, you are the winner of the first half teaser. That's how it works. So get thinking, please, and send us over a tweet at Clyde SSB. Good question, that, Roger. You yeah, like that, I'm, sure. I'm liking that. Uh, what else is happening? <laughs> You're never going to believe this. James Tavernier is now at right back. <laughs> Nathan Patterson's gone at left back. But you said it would happen after five minutes or seven gone. No, it happened after five. You've just not it? been looking for the last two. You've been listening to the teaser. Right, seriously, Gordon Yell, you don't have to tell me how that can get ripped up so quickly. Uh, Gordon, I was astonished. I can't, I can't understand it. I was giving you all the credit in the world because <sighs> nobody's seen that apart from yourself. Uh, because I had the team written down, I had Patterson at left back, and obviously it's just the manager just felt something that's not right with Inside the balance the first of it. Six minutes. Yeah, sometimes listen. Sometimes you can get a feeling for something, and maybe it's down to the fact that you've got to say Dundee United just watching this Dundee United young kids are, are playing Started with well, big confidence. Yeah. yeah, so he might just have thought to himself, Do you know what. I'm, I'm not going to wait until it's wrong or something. I'm doing it early. That's it. For me, that's a sign of a good manager. Seeing something. Uh, sorry, Roger. I was just going to say, do you, do you think when he bumped into Ange on Thursday, he said, I'm going, to, <laughs> I'm going to try this on Saturday. I'm going to try Tavernier at centre half, Patterson in the right, Bassey in the left. And Ange says, that's a good idea. If it doesn't work, change it after five minutes. <laughs> so yeah, think, think, so think, it's a sign of a good manager who can spot something and change it after five with the, with the right, with the, the good decision just to be not. Make that call in the first place? No, not at all. Why? No. Why? He, he, he believes that uh, that would have been the right setup. He'd have looked at Dundee United, but you get a feel for if, when you're standing in the dugout. You get a feel for things. I, I was very surprised. By the way, I don't know how you picked that out. I, I think you're in the wrong job. I don't know how you picked that out. I've no always thought that myself. When yeah, subs come 100%, on, hundred percent. Everybody that's listening, yeah, yeah, I'll get in before you. Report. Very good. When yeah. subs come on and score goals, it's always described as a managerial masterstroke. And I always think, why didn't you pick him in the first place? Exactly. That's why it's easy to be a football manager. Don't listen to what they say. That's Gordon Diel yeah. sticking up for the union. So we're giving the manager credit for identifying something he needs to change after five minutes. Rather than it being his mistake in the first place, I like that, Hugh. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's. I think we can make that work in here. That type of logic. Anyway, get your answers in on that teaser. Um, what you been up to, Gordon Deal? You've been. You've been all right. You've been managing to keep busy in your isolation. Oh, I tell you what, it's been a long, long week. It really has. Uh, there are now people not answering their phones, <laughs> hanging up. Uh, not even getting back to me in Texas Which I'm, I'm not surprised I've heard you've been that. an absolute pest for what it's worth no, Let me give no, you an no eyewitness no account uh, My phone went off at 20 past 6 in the morning <laughs> 6.20 And it was DL was At 6.20 AM Hugh, I, was, I was concerned about you And I think <laughs> that if I was a lot more concerned about you You'd feel better about yourself <laughs> I was just hoping that everything was okay No, I, I've got to admit I think uh, Callum Bell Who's Known as Cassie's boyfriend That's how you know him um, I think he's known as Producer Callum First of all but anyway. No he's Cassie's boyfriend He's uh, he's absolutely sick He is sick of you He's been mind. complaining yeah. About you regularly <laughs> He said that he didn't Mind it too much Until you called him And asked him To bring you a pint of milk <laughs> Despite the fact He doesn't live anywhere near you 
So you, you you need to understand it's only in here that he runs after you, and even that it probably does a bit too much. Uh, you've got to get the sacrifices, Gordon. But um, no, it's been so boring. My, I've got a problem with my carpet. I'll need to relay my carpet. I've been playing <laughs> golf round about the the house, which have you, isn't. Have you got a flair for that? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, I've set up a wee sort of a mini golf and I've got those wee plastic, no, the wee plastic balls, uh-huh. and I've been chipping over a couch. And, You're joking, uh, seriously? Yes. No, seriously, yeah. How's the uh, how's, how's the new train set going? Because I saw curious creatures mentioning yeah, you get a train yeah. set in. Yeah, don't don't listen to these people, Roger. They just try to belittle you because you're suffering. I'm not in for that. But you know, look, I'm what, what very have been, lucky. What have you been watching? What what's what's been keeping you keeping you going? Um, I've, I've obviously I, I the one you recommended, mm. Gordon, the fourteen steps or whatever it was. Peaks, um, close enough. Peaks, right? Okay, I've still to get that. <laughs> fourteen steps sounds rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound very arduous at all. That's just like uh, a trip I mean, up the stairs. Uh, but my worst thing was, uh, I've got to say this, and, and, and I hope this never happens, but in the middle of the night, you can't sleep because you're not using a lot of energy, because I can't, can't get out, you're walking about the house. I wakes up at two o'clock, it's in, it does my full homeland, I love my homeland, as we, we discuss mm-hmm. in the car, and I got to the last season, which you tell me was brilliant, and I'm sitting there, six o'clock in the morning from two o'clock, and I realised I've seen it. <laughs> it was devastating. You've it was it was devastating. Did you not watch the darts last night? Oh, oh! The young lad was sensational. The night dart finish, Roger absolutely Hanna. brilliant. There's only a few things that make us deviate from football into other sports, but Willie Borland's nine darter at the World Championships, the first nine dart finish to win a match at the World Championships. How good was that? I've watched that oh, clip so many times it, this morning. It was fabulous. I was watching it last night, and the, and the nine darter itself. Is spectacular, yeah. but the celebrations for the young lad were absolutely off the scale. They were, they were terrific. Well, he was getting it tight from the English audience, wasn't he? And yeah, it's quite right. And he, listen, he absolutely loved it. He's through. It's a great game. Um, I heard one of the commentators saying, usually if you have a nine dart, it sort of puts you off your game. You're so excited, but because it was the last leg and that was it, and there were no more darts for him. He could, he could go away. He could celebrate a bit like Daz. He probably didn't sleep a wink last night, but. He's into the next round. He's made a huge name for him. So he's a sensation. He was trending on social media last night. And all the very best to him for the rest of the tournament. It was so good, honestly. Hugh Keevens, is that something that excites you? It doesn't strike me. You've obviously forgotten the the Euro 2020. That's right. When you and I (laughs) appeared on a podcast. And part of it was... To throw darts at something You missed the board I missed the board, yeah <laughs> That's right, the Scottish FA had us along They had a wee darts thing Always sort of well-known voices or faces From the world of Scottish football And Hugh Keevens, I think, was the only one Who missed the board Remember that, Gordon Deal? Yeah, I do That was, uh, that was a good afternoon He was a hazard to himself I went, And he looked, he looked surprised as well yeah, I that went was, to school morning and afternoon You two in Lanarkshire Obviously <laughs> ducked out in the afternoon To go dart throwing Here's one for you, right? You can join in with this on Twitter. I want your tweets right now then, at Clyde SSB. What would you rather? What would you rather have in your locker? What would you rather have achieved? A nine darter? A hole-in-one at the golf? A 147 break at snooker? Anything else? Something that I've missed? Of all those sort of non-football sporting achievements or moments, what would you rather do? 
What what would mean the most to you and why? And even better, have you come close to any of these? I think there'll be a lot of people out there maybe with a hole-in-one. What's your highest break at snooker? Have you come close to the nine darts? Roger Hanna, if you had to pick one, or is there something I've missed? What's the best? What's the most special? I don't know, Len. Personally, I I think a 147 at the snooker would be great. I know Daz has come close to it. I know that Daz has had a hole in you. How many holes in one have you had now, Daz? Uh, Three, mate. Three. Not successive holes, no, shame it's shame's the marriages, so three a three's three seems to be my number. You, you celebrate the golf more though. <laughs> well it's cheaper. Um what, what's your highest break at Snooker again? Hundred and fourteen. That's not bad by the way. It's good. That is oh, that is good. That's the yep, yep, let me tell you. Hugh, you don't like any yeah. of these sports, so if I made you pick, what one would you rather achieve? Um, no, I'd go back to uh Joe Venglos's reign at Celtic Park and I wouldn't write as I wrote then Why are they saying This guy Moravchik yeah. <laughs> I mean not really What I was thinking But never mind uh, you, are, you have always been A lawn to yourself So you're going 147 Yeah That's what you'd rather achieve uh, Gordon you've done The hole in one And you're pretty good At the snooker Would you have a, a preference uh, I would like to have Achieved the 147 I think it would be The hardest one To achieve Gordon Do you think so? Yeah 100% Harder than I the think, nine darts Yeah I think Any dumpling can get A hole in one yeah, uh, I, I, I've shown that to be fair on two occasions yeah, I, wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't argue yeah. with that <laughs> uh, when you're The nine in, darts in. <laughs> But to, to achieve a 147 I think would be the hardest Sandra wants to lead the British Grand Prix From pole to chequered flag in a McLaren Very specific, but yeah I, yeah. I, don't, see, I don't see why not what, Is there anything else that would fall into that specific bracket though, Roger, do you think? The ones I've mentioned So a nine darter, a hole in one A 147 break are there anything else you would liken to those? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You were my, you were my great hope here. Hughes can't think. He's, he's you, all your years at Wimbledon, you, you must have wanted to have walked out in centre court with a racket in your hand. I, w- I would love to have played McEnroe uh, to see if I could have driven him to rage, which wasn't very hard in those days. But I'd, I'd, you're right, Roger. I would have loved to have played McEnroe on centre court. I'll give you something that will drive Hugh Keevans to rage. David Friel just sent me in details of this in D United team. The young lad, Craig Moore in the midfield for the United. Date of birth, oh no, September 21, it. 2005. <gasps> 16 years of age. Some of Hugh's cardigans are older than that. I'll all tell you all what, of Hugh's cardigans are yeah, older than that. absolutely. I'll tell you what, they're doing well. I mean, the the 17 minutes in, uh, the goalkeeper's untroubled. Morelos has missed one. Uh... Chris Boy's getting paler and paler on the television So Rangers are struggling uh, Stephen Roy says I would love to do a George Best Date a Miss World and score a 40 yard screamer against Liverpool yeah, Fair enough Yeah I've been near that Can't <laughs> argue with that in what, in what way have you been near that? I don't even, I don't, in fact don't answer that He, he lived in Manchester yeah, That's I was say that, that was Miss Wishaw does <laughs> Oh I can't believe it. Did you Did you pay Jamie Brennan for this? He says the winning touchdown at the Super Bowl Yeah, That's right up your street yeah. isn't it? Listen, I, I, We're not I, I, giving him that, Gordon, are we? We always give him a hard time for the way he feels about these things. No, no, that that's another easy one to do, I think. Oh, Kevin McHugh's more on my thinking. He says, what about a 147 at the golf? That's quite an <laughs> achievement. Anyway, we've got one of these. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com We'll get back to that in a moment. What a special one this will be celebrated at Fir Park. It's a goal for Motherwell and it's Dean Cornelius, a half volley from the edge of the box He made his first league start 
at Easter Road a couple of weeks ago Now he's got his first goal This is a guy, Gordon Diel He's lived the dream He's lived your dream a couple of years ago He used to sit in the stands He was in there with the drum and the flags And all the rest of it He was there at the cup finals a couple of seasons ago And here he is not only playing for his beloved team But scoring as well Yeah, what a moment Absolutely brilliant As a young kid when you grow up And you get into the team that you supported, Gordon, and you get your first goal. He'll remember that for the rest of his life. Fantastic. And I said to Hugh, I understood what Hugh was saying about Motherwell against Celtic, but it's Celtic Park against a very top-class Celtic team. I didn't think Motherwell were great, but a 1-0 defeat, I thought they'd done all right. But at home against a struggling St Johnston team, I just don't see where... Callum Davidson's got to get that result and that's a great start and well done to the young lad that is a goal he will never forget let me tell you he had a chance Roger at Easter Road as well a really good chance and, and passed it up but it was still a, a decent enough result for Motherwell and, and he was kind of flying high so to actually go and get that goal that'll mean the world to him his family as well I know they, how they all feel about these things um, so Lovely he, stories He should have scored There was that a game For Super Scoreboard At Easter Road A couple of weeks ago And he was clean through And Matt Macy And just it was A sort of half-hearted finish And Macy managed To get a save But listen the, the, He's got half a chance He's impressed Graham Alexander spoke About him after the game Saying He's just stood out In training that, That's the way To get into the team Impress me in training And you'll get into the side He's done that He's back in the team today And he's finally got his goal Uh Dunfermline are level at Kilmarnock uh, Craig Whiten has scored there Tommy Wright could have done without that He's been getting a bit of stick recently I, I heard one of the callers at Super Scoreboard last week um, Kilmarnock fan And my breath was taken away by the devotion to the club When he said that he'd gone to the Highlands And had stayed uh, overnight in a hotel And had then on the Saturday Had paid a £40 return Ticket to go to Kirkcaldy to watch them play I mean the devotion that some people have And he, and he felt that Tommy Wright was disrespectful To the Kilmarnock fans By uh, some of his more sarcastic actions When they were jeering him So uh, you're right He doesn't need an Infermline equaliser And he certainly doesn't need a second goal for Infermline We've actually put a poll on our Twitter feed As to which of those sporting achievements You would rather um, manage And... Uh some interesting stuff coming in Fuzzy Bear I think producer Ross mentioned this in my ear But I was um, Distracted by other things Fuzzy Bear would like to achieve A 7-10 split In 10 pin bowling Is it? A what? A 7-10 split mm. In 10 pin bowling So it's the two widest pins Right So they are As far apart as they can be And uh. obviously you've only got one ball To try and knock them both down So it's a fairly ra- Rare Occurrence What are you exhaling at DL? Does that not tickle your uh. fancy? Uh, even putting the shoes on doesn't tickle my fancy <laughs> in that game. Get a life. Seriously. I, think, I think that's a good one, Roger Hanna. This is pretty hard to achieve. Think about it. The two pins are at the opposite side of the lane. You've only got one ball, so you need to produce a moment of magic, a bit of luck thrown in there. No, not having it. No, no. For you me. strike me as a bowler as well. I feel like you'd be one of those guys that would really? go. Yeah, you'd have your own shirt and you'd your own shoes and that sort of stuff. No, no. The no. wrist guard. No, mind you, listen, you also thought Nathan Patterson was going to be playing left back Which, so. which uh, no, that was you, I think you'll find um, <laughs> What right. else? And I was go. right uh, Yeah, well there's a poll on there, Hole-in-One's leading it at the moment That's interesting, any dafty can do that as we've explained on the show Clyde won, Airdrie won, Rob Jones uh, on 20 minutes Elgin nil, Stenhouse Muir won, Michael Miller, Clyde nil, Airdrie won Gabriel McGill, Elgin now, Stenhouse Muir won, Ross Forbes 
It's all it's all happening And it's all happening in Scotland, Roger Because there are no English Premier League games Yeah, um, there was only going to be one 3 o'clock kickoff. Stephen Gerrard's Aston Villa against Burnley It fell victim to the outbreaks earlier in the day uh, Leeds Arsenal at 5.30 I believe There's only three games left tomorrow So if you were planning match of the day at half ten tonight It might be a quick evening for you It will, will be match of the day You know, <laughs> quite literally Yeah you won't, have to, you won't have to stay around for the second game uh, Don't worry about it, Dan. You can watch Homeland for the third time. <laughs> you still awake? Oh, well, re- back there, yeah. Yeah, what? I'll I tell you what, I'm really surprised at Gordon. It's, you know, 20 odd minutes on the clock at Ibrox. Dundee United, as much as their team is very weakened, they're holding their own here, doing very well indeed. Uh, as I said, you don't want to lose that early goal because obviously the confidence drains from you. So they're hanging in here and they're making it very difficult for Rangers. Well, we looked at Hearts last Sunday, Gordon, as you remember, uh, Hearts Rangers, and the after surviving a very good opening spell from Hearts, Rangers blew Hearts away with two quick goals, and there's absolutely no replica of that display on offer at Ibrooks today. They are labouring. Let's check in on the teaser then, Hugh, and see how we are getting on. Okay, so. Nine players have scored for an old firm team since season 2018 19 Mm -hmm. and have also scored in either the Norwegian or the German top flight at any point in their careers. Who are they? Right, Paul has got a few right, I must say, but let's get his wrong ones out the way. He's gone for the likes of Carl Starfelt. No, he's not there. He's gone for Philippe Hillander. Nope. And he's gone for Bio. Remember him? Oh. Darren Cheney has thrown in Henderson I assume Maybe a Liam Henderson We know that he's Doesn't oh, play Liam, in Scotland anymore Liam did all his best work in uh, Italy After he did his good work here right, Okay I can see quite a few good attempts Coming in um, Sandy has gone for Alfredo Morelos Don't remember him in Norway or Germany Chrissy has gone for Jeremy Tolian oh, First name's right Second name's wrong Oh he's going to have to come off my last ad him. Yeah, he did, I assume he didn't score for Celtic That would be the one um, He might not have scored, scored elsewhere either But would he, have, would he have scored for Celtic? I can't remember sure. any But he's not on the list That's all you need to know Keep your guesses coming in At Clyde SSB Still plenty of time uh, For you to get in a winning position On that first half teaser Elgin Nil, Stenhouse Muir 2 Thomas Orr uh, So it's a fast start there From Stenhouse Muir Anything else doing at Ibrox, Roger? No, it's been quiet As the boys were saying The United more than holding their own so far Glenn Kamara dragged a shot off target Just a few seconds ago Alfredo Morelos He was off target as well A couple of minutes earlier Maybe Rangers beginning to build a slight head of steam But I think Giovanni and Broncos would have expected better In this opening 25 minutes Against a, a, a really shadowed Indy United team yeah, It's quite a, a remarkable scoreline at the moment uh, you would have it's thought only 25 minutes gone though Yeah well l- Listen Ibrox they won't be taking that attitude the, the fans will be thinking When they saw the Dundee United team It's glee time for Rangers But it hasn't been And you need to remember Gordon When you throw to Hugh Keevans To ask about the scoreline at Ibrox You have to be ready for remarks Of a man who's got money on 5 nil <laughs> Rangers <laughs> This is true This is true uh, Please do gamble responsibly Sparky's on He's got another one for us He wants to split the arrow in archery Oh, um, I take it that is that as the the name suggests, you hit the arrow that's already there. You hit the previous arrow that's in the board. Yeah, I'm not 
missing anything. I'm not big on my archery. I, I, I'm not big on my archery. It's a, it's a kind of thing David Freel would be good at. He, I think so. He, he, could, have been that sort of he thing. could have been world class at archery or fencing, something like that. I think he'd be good at that. I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, co- controversial here. The tweet says uh, from at Rick17 these are all games masquerading as sports. Oh, controversial. Especially the way D- DL's golfing in his living room at the moment, which. Which does suggest that uh, there is a game element to it. Tell him he's a the, the chap on the social media. Tell him he's an elitist masquerading as a sports fan. Uh, Scott McGowan says, "I'd love to beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania and end his winning streak." Brock Lesnar beat me to it. Uh, 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 these aren't the same. That is not the same. Come I'm hoping on. to beat the Undertaker myself. <laughs> 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 I've just got visions of that episode of Still Game. Not what I mean, but the the he is the funeral director. What's his oh, name again? And he kind of comes to town, and everyone starts dropping the, off. The big, the big dark leather coat and a hat. <laughs> and someone is about to send us a photoshopped image of him with Hugh Keevan's face, or uh, him next to Hugh Keevan, something like that. That's the way uh, this show works. You know, the only other thing I can think of that. And do you know what? There's probably a, a physical capability side of this that's going to keep people like me away from this achievement. I always think it'd be pretty cool to slam dunk a basketball. Oh. I think that would be pretty cool. I think is that not up there? Is that in the same the same category? Not no, quite. Because you think not, it, any, not for me. so if you're seven foot, you would just be able to do it, and therefore it's not as exciting. Is that your? I'm, I'm still imagining myself scoring that touchdown at the end of the Super Bowl from the previous tweeter. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of any more examples Kingsley's gone off injured for Hearts That's a bit of a blow oh. yeah. Alex Cochran has come on According to Dave Galloway Dundee more than holding their own as well It could turn out to be a, a good end to the week For the two Dundee clubs mm. After a, a very trying seven days Just to clear up one of the wrong answers On your teaser Hugh oh, yeah. uh, So Liam Henderson did play in Norway Didn't he? Um, but he just missed out in terms of the scoring window For Celtic It was too long ago So this is since 1819 um, so there we go uh, Brendan wants the perfect hat-trick Right foot, left foot header For the hoops against Rangers he says Okay, I was, I was thinking non-football But you, you have to include The old perfect hat-trick's not a bad one I must admit The hmm. Dazzler surely would have loved to have scored a try For Scotland in the Calcutta Cup You know what he's like for his rugby I, I can't stand rugby I've got to be honest I went to my first ever Scotland-England game Terrific seat Um corporate seats and after 15 minutes left and the <laughs> lad at the door says to me you need to hold on to your tickets in case you want to come back in I says please you hold on to them <laughs> never went back the worst of I, 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 I admire rugby player I've not got a problem with them the sport just drives me insane that sums him up just so cynical mm. so set in his ways you, you you leave football games early as well which is unforgivable as far as I'm concerned I, I get sometimes there are logistical requirements but you would go to Fir Park, get in for free, and then leave, even though you live two minutes away. It's an atrocious outlook. Uh, just to miss the traffic, Gordon, I think that's yeah. just been sensible. You walk, it's two minutes away. Don't give me it. Stirling Albion 1, Annan 1, Chris Johnston, Dumbarton 2, Peterhead 1, Connor Duthie, uh, Queen of the South 2, Ernil, Ennis Cameron. It's true what Roger says. I can't remember a weekend like this. Every score on the video printer is from the Scottish lower uh-huh. leagues. But there are English lower league games on, aren't there? Yeah, so it's not. I know the Premiership. Not very many, I have to been, say. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, there are no, some. No, there are quite a few. Yeah. In spite of all the advice we gave Kenny Miller last night on Super Scoreboard, he's still not managed a goal yet. At East Fife versus Falkirk. His first game as assistant head coach. 
Yeah, that's true. He's Clearly least... ignored all my advice. Fantastic quotes in this morning's papers from his new manager, Martin Rennie, who it was going back to the 1980s when he was a ball boy for Falkirk in yeah. the old Brogville. And talking about the ball boys get changed in a wee room next to where the away dressing room was. And he, he used to sit and watch Graham Soonis and Ali McCoyce and Davy Cooper come in for Rangers and Billy McNeil and Paul McStay and Danny McGrain coming in for Celtic. And he just said, you know, for, for a young lad... Just a, just a kid, a schoolboy at that mm. time. It, it was a fantastic thing, and it, it bonded him for yeah. life with Falkirk Football Club. And having travelled the world as my manager, he's now back at his home team. Yeah, it's a beautiful story. Do you think the current youngsters around Falkirk are starstruck by these five players this I, afternoon? I, uh, if, if they recognise them, good luck to them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if that new era for Kenny Miller, Martin Rennie, can kick off with a victory this afternoon. Still nothing yet. Uh, I did mention that Queen of the South game going 2-0 up and uh, yeah pretty much as you were over half an hour gone at Ibrooks and Dundee United are, f- are comfortable I think a James Tavernier shot deflected over nothing more really than a half chance but that's about as close as Rangers have come Gordon unless I've missed something else No not at all and I think that's all credit to the way Dundee United have set up Gordon when you go to Ibrooks in front of a big crowd when you're underdogs and you're a young player looking for an opportunity sometimes you can just take that opportunity they've got Charlie McGrew there for instance who's played in these games hundreds and hundreds of times great experience he'd been talking to him in the dressing room the most important thing they've got to do don't you know keep in the game I keep saying it I know it's an old cliche keep in the game as long as you possibly can and you grow in confidence and you love the you love the actual occasion of it uh, but if Rangers get something like before half time, mi- minute Rangers get the goal, the heads get down a wee bit, and then you usually see two, three goals come in in quick uh, spaces after it. But so far, as much as Rangers are puffed and puffed, I think all credit must go to these young guys at Dundee United. I think they've been excellent. Yeah, giving a good account of themselves, that's for sure. The only goal in the top flight is at Fir Park. It was Dean Cornelius, his first goal. For Motherwell, he's a boyhood Motherwell fan. He will have absolutely loved that. They're leading against St Johnston. Goalless at Ibrox, as we told you. Goalless Dundee Hearts. Although Dundee seem to be having the the best of it, according to Dave Galloway. And still goalless Livy Ross County as well. That's a fascinating game, that one, Roger. Not one of our featured matches. Um, but certainly worth a bit of our attention. Yeah, most certainly is. And particularly with St Johnston losing at Fir Park. This is a chance... For Ross County to try and just edge away they were, they were struggling for a few weeks there They had games off Things weren't going for them Other than that fabulous 5-0 win at Dens Park If you remember But they've now just begun Even with that late defeat to Celtic in midweek You just think there's a little bit of forward momentum there And if they could get the three points against Livy They go to St Johnson on Wednesday night What are the relegation six-pointer that is? Yeah, but, keep an eye on that one I'm looking at Dundee United They're playing with an unbelievable confidence Ball put across the face of Alan McGregor's goal There are no takers You know, when you consider that In their last four games They've taken one point from 12 Celtic went to Tannadice And had their best display of the season While wiping the floor with Dundee United And you think The side severely depleted today They've got absolutely no chance And here they are 35 minutes in Still nil-nil yeah, I mean, Roger Hanna, I think they've scored one goal in the last five games. So it's all well and good, you know, sort of containing Rangers for now. But 
we're still 12 minutes to go until the break the yeah. Rangers will score at some point yeah. probably y- young Archie Mikis and taking a booking there just for cl- cleaning out Glenn Kamara as Rangers try to break away it's a big ask for these young kids just you know to keep Rangers out for 90 minutes um, you need to try and it. carry a threat yourself don't you, you they, do, they, they and, have had they've had yeah, a couple of moments listen, they've had two or three forties into Alan McGregor's penalty area of course they have but I think if you'd said to Tam Courts 34 minutes 34 and a half minutes calm you're going to be nil nil your boys are going to have been quite impressive Tom Cotter would have had your hand off for that, Gordon. Let's revisit the teaser, Hugh, see if we can get some more answers. Nine players have scored for an old firm team since season 2018-19 and have also scored in either the Norwegian or the German top flight at any point. Name them. We've only got one person who's got all nine answers so mm-hmm. far. So there is still room... Gordon Dale. <laughs> I'll tell the jokes. There is still room on the podium. Stuart Winton... Has thrown in a name That we don't hear too often Kevin Mbabu Hugh Keevan He's not on the list no He certainly did not score for Rangers Did he even play? I don't think so I think he was one of He was one of the Newcastle five But I think he was Was he one that didn't feature at all? I don't think he played at all um, So he's not on the list If he did it It was certainly not more than a couple uh, Of appearances Nathan's gone Ryan Kent I assume Not Really in line with the question Have oh, to be said That's not on there uh, He was one of my answers He had a spell in Wolfsburg In the German League On loan from Liverpool Ah uh, yes yeah, so To be fair Yeah okay Fair enough um, I was I was, Don't know why I was honing in On the Nor- Norwegian side of it But yeah I've totally Overlooked that Fraser has thrown in Another name Which I get David Bates He's not yeah, there Hamburg. He's not there either um, Didn't score So there we go Keep your guesses coming There's still two spaces On the podium and we want to see how many people get it right anyway So don't let that put you off At Clyde SSB I'll tell you what, I'm fascinated by this poll Because it's very close We asked you which non-football sporting achievement would you rather have The main ones we mentioned were Nine Dart Finish Were inspired by Willie Borland last night A one four seven break in snooker Or a hole-in-one at the golf The hole-in-one is leading on 34% Mm-hmm but the one four sevens at 29 And the 9 dart finishes at 28% So very close we've, we've managed to To split the listening audience I want to see how that one finishes And there's only that the one end. tweeter Myself and producer Chris Who want the Super Bowl touchdown Absolutely no one else cares <coughs> Apart from you three So there we go That's fine You and producer Chris See on a Tuesday night Hugh and Roger Hanna And Producer Chris Starter and NFL Scott. stuff Producer Scott as well You want to see the yeah. look on DL's face It's even more vacant than normal well, do, you remember, do you remember when uh, they come in with their jumpers on? No, you, uh, not, not, even not, worse. not guilty Do you remember when the uh, the NFL first came on British television, Roger? Yeah uh, We, my son, adopted the New England Patriots And that, that had to get the jersey and the ball and all the stuff so it is possible It does infiltrate More than the Hannah household I, I actually don't mind it that much I, I, I just like DL's cynicism On it I must admit My favourite I've got to Rugby with helmets on <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly That was the typical response That you were just looking that, for That's the 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 Grinch has spoken that he's been in the house all week on his own and he's now getting grinchier and grinchier. You know, it struck me, Roger, I once was in Texas and I went for a stadium tour at the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here, well, there's an obvious reason for this because a lot of them are artificial surfaces, which makes it, this stuff a bit easier. I get that. 
But you know here it's like you know you don't dare go near the pitch when you get a stadium tour here. You get the behind the scene. You, c- you can't go on the pitch. But because it was the artificial surface, everyone's on kicking field goals, doing whatever they want, running about, having a a, a mad time of it. And I guess that's partly the surface and partly just maybe a, a bit more of that open open your doors American sports policy that they have. It's a bit more the access is all different, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. And they, they try and do everything they can to. Prove that the customer is right And if the customer wants to come on to the pitch Artificial grass or normal grass Yeah, mm. down you come, you come and enjoy it And then there may be more chance of you coming back next week It was weird about it as well As the number, like so me having Absolutely no American football knowledge or skills whatsoever But if you're a If you're a Scottish child You, you can generally kick a ball You know, you can kick a football Yeah it was fascinating to see the number of Americans who were there Who were massive NFL fans I'm sure But genuinely could not perform that motion Of, of kicking a ball They like, couldn't kick it into the air Would just dribble it along the ground Or or miss it or scuff it And this thing that, that we take for granted Everybody here just pretty much Just kicks a ball don't you? That's yeah, just what you do Yeah I know what you mean But I, th- I think Apart there, from is a, Gordon there is a skill to it I was watching the other night I think it was without boring you Justin Herbert of the Chargers Quarterback <sighs> Gordon are you listening to this? Through the ball In the air 65 yards into a man's hand Now, I'm not sure I could have kicked one of those balls 65 yards, far less thrown it So there definitely is an element of skill It doesn't surprise me when you see some of the fans can't do it Gordon, uh, yeah, I told, you awake? I told Kenny yeah, Miller I've just, I've just went off here I told Kenny Miller to play Aidan Keener and <laughs> I, did, he, I heard you say that to him at the break yeah, yeah. And he has put Falkirk ahead, there you are For what it's worth, Kenny did say that he's been really impressed, Roger With the, the squad and can't believe that they're in the, the predicament that they're in and assumed that they would get somewhat of a response today because he's, yeah, like I say, he's been impressed with what they've got. I think it's been a difficult time for the football club, not just for the squad there. You know, there's been a lot of boardroom changes. There's been a lot of upheaval. There's been four or five or six managers in the last four or five or six years. What Falkirk need is a period of stability. And if Martin Rennie, and Kenny Miller can lead that period of stability That would be the best thing that could happen to Falkirk Falkirk, I'm not going to say a huge club But Falkirk in Scottish terms Should never be in the third tier um, Hugh will tell you Great Premier League days at Brockville oh. I'll tell you great Premier League days At the Falkirk Stadium not so long ago Couple of cup finals in the not too distant past This is a big club That Kenny Miller And Martin Rennie Have gone into And if they can get it right mm. It's not just a case Of coming up one league The, the potential is there At Falkirk And the fan base is there To get back to the Premier League Do you remember The Simon Stainrod days Oh Roger? terrific Absolutely terrific Here's a very good Wrong answer If you like If such a thing exists On the teaser Daniel Candeas He did score For Nuremberg But they were not In the top flight In Germany at the ah. time There we go You had that as well Gordon didn't you yeah, I had it just talking about Simon Strainrod there. He, uh, I'm very grateful to Simon. He took me to air after Wraith Rovers and started my coaching um, journey. And He's to blame. I te- no, I te- Gordon, the best thing I've ever seen in my life is I'd just arrived there, went up to do a coaching session, and next minute somebody appears on the pitch. I don't know who MD is, and they start... Demonstrating this crossing and finishing, Stainrod, who was top top class player, he was scoring all the goals. And after the training session, I asked Simon, you know, why do you not introduce me to the new coach? 
Uh, it was a guy that was just passing by. It was an air fan that come on and said that they was doing it wrong and took the training session. And Simon was quite happy for him to take the training session. He was one of the most gifted players I've ever had the pleasure of playing with. I've got to say he was sensational. And let me tell you, Gordon, as a man who covered Air United in the 1990s, if you think the Dazzler liked a night out, <laughs> it wasn't even in the same league as Simon Stainrod. Yeah, yeah, I was there a couple of times. I can verify for that. I think we better leave that one there before we get yes, ourselves yes, in, any, yeah. in any trouble. Uh, Rangers again, still sort of probing, but not really coming up with much. Although you have to say, Hugh, I, there was just one moment there where already on 42 minutes, I wondered if the physical toll on these Dundee United youngsters was getting there. They, they built up a really good period of yeah. possession. They robbed Rangers, they broke forward. And I can't remember who particularly it was, but he looked knackered by the time he got on the end of it. Well, that may ultimately be their undoing, Gordon, but Rangers are huffing and puffing. It's the, de- the definition of huffing and puffing. Uh, Haji is having... Uh, he's just had a, a wonderful little trick, uh, but it's the, the best... The only thing he's done all day, he's, he's having a poor afternoon of it. Uh, I, I do think we're into the 43rd minute now... I do think if it's nil-nil at half-time, Tam Courts will be absolutely thrilled and the Rangers fans will be mumbling and grumbling. And you were, you were mocking poor David Friel. You were the man in apology. You were mocking him for pronouncing the name of the Rangers number 14 as Ryan Cant. He's absolutely right, because at the well, minute he can't score, he can't cross and he can't get past the fullback. Very good. I, I admire your sense of humour, but I, I think the more risks we take with that name this afternoon, the... The, the worse it could turn out So I, I think we should just Call him Ryan Kent Let's stick to it and Which while we're ahead Absolutely Cove Rangers 1 Aloha 0 Jamie Masson has scored Just before the break They always say That's a good time to score Don't they um, So they are in front In that one The thing is worried me boys My picture's going off With foggy here Is the weather okay At Clydebank No you know what? It's dark already It's <laughs> It's, it's, it's quarter to four and it's dark. I don't know. I can't even see out that window. Put another fifty yeah. p in the meter. Yeah, I've got. To, I've got to say, just watching this game, um, Dundee and Aiti. I think Rangers have looked at this with the squad and everything. And we've we've all been there as players. Sometimes you think, well, we're we're going to win this game. We should score three, four, five. There's not that sharpness there for our Rangers just now. I'm sure if they get in at nil nil, the manager will have some strong words with them and he'll be looking for a reaction. But I've, once again, credit must go to Dundee United, young kids. I think they've been excellent. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Carson, who has shown in his time here that he's a very good goalkeeper, and I was just about to say he's not had a save to make. He has now. Did he tip that one over the bar from Morelos or yeah. did it just go over? Oh, I thought he got a hand to it. Yeah, yeah, he's given the corner. I mean, Hugh was saying at the top of the start of the game, he had a black eye. He hasn't even got his gloves dirty up until now. That is a good save. Yeah. That's on target. That's going to be a goal if Trevor Carson doesn't get a right hand up high to that. Uh, first serious save of the game at Ibrox. Also, the first serious save of the game at Dens. Craig Gordon saving from Luke McCowan. Uh, a low. Well struck shot saved And that is that at Ibrox It's Rangers nil, Dundee United nil. At the break Remember Dundee United A whole host Of changes 16 year olds Debutants A changing goal uh, a, a fairly unrecognisable Element to the team And they've done really well They started brightly They had a couple of Half chances Rangers not creating Very much Then at the very end of the half A header by Alfredo Morelos Tipped over By Trevor Carson But we are level At the break And it's been fairly 
Uneventful Roger um, oh. But credit to Dundee United All the credit has to go To the Dundee United Juniors If you like You just wonder how long before Fashion Junior Gets sent on Because Rangers Desperately need something In the final third of the game No Joe Aribo We discussed it before the game A booking today Would have ruled him out Of the old firm game But priorities You just wonder If it stays nil-nil Will Fashion Sakala And Joe Aribo Be on sooner rather than later I would certainly think so Because uh, as I say, after the, the game against Hearts last weekend where chances aplenty were created and taken or missed um, nothing, nothing today Trevor Carson's had that one save in 45 minutes he's had one save to make uh, Gordon Deal, what have you made of it? Uh, I've made the fact that I think Dundee United have done terrifically well, Gordon. Uh, everybody was expecting an avalanche of goals. Um, Rangers have been a bit flat. Trevor Carson, one save there. I, I think that, obviously, the Rangers manager will have a few words with his players. I don't think they've been as sharp as um, games be- gone before. Uh, he'll be looking for a reaction, and he's obviously got the opportunity to put the subs on that you know that can change games. Let Sakala come on there, give a bit of pace. I don't think he'll do it at half time, but I think he'll be a bit disappointed um, of the first forty-five. But t- Tam Courts will be over a moon because he's going to Ibrox thinking this could be four, five, six this afternoon, depending how my young players play. Yeah, very interesting opening half then at the break. It's Rangers nil, Dundee United nil. It's also Livingston nil, Ross County one. We've got the half-time break at Fir Park, Fraser Wishart. Motherwell 1, St Johnston nil. A strange game so far here at Fir Park. Muted atmosphere, other than the youngsters with the drum on the far side and little really on the park to get the fans going, neither side producing any real patterns of play, very poor passing from both teams, they're separated by an excellent goal though, by young Motherwell midfield player Dean Cornelius his first goal for his boyhood heroes, his boyhood club, and it's the only bright spot of that first half as 16 minutes went by without even, even an effort a goal of any sort by either side, real lack of urgency, lack of tempo to the game, and the first shot of any note was the opening goal in 17 minutes across the left-hand side. Nathan McGinley headed clear by Liam Gordon, but only to the edge of the box, and it fell to Young Cornelius. The great technique he drilled a half volley low past Clark to his right. First goal for the club. Goalkeeper had absolutely no chance. Mother then had a spell in charge of the game. Kevin Van Veen out muscled Liam Gordon. His shot was deflected wide, and Stephen O'Donnell had a really good 20-yard shot, a fierce shot on the half volley from 25 yards, deflected just wide as Motherwell threatened to dominate, but then the game just kind of petered out, low scoring St Johnson, having near Kelly's goal in the first 25 minutes, did come close, a low Liam Craig, Craig cross was scrambled away, in front of goal, and then the experienced Craig, hit a 25 yard shot, he thought he'd scored, had his head in his hands, but it was inches wide, really good effort, Motherwell just before the break, almost stretched the lead, when a low Tony Watt cross, it bobbled around the six yard box, struck a few legs, the last touch came off Cade Willery, and he watched as the ball bounced wide of goal, but that was it. Mother comfortable in the lead without playing particularly well. The question now, <coughs> Forsyth Justice, how can they find that goal-scoring touch to get something from this game? It's now 365 minutes since he scored against Hibs on the 27th of November. Half-time here, Motherwell 1, St Johnson 0. Oh, Hugh Keevans, I can't believe we've done this to him. Kenny Miller, how will he be feeling? The referees paused things after 40 minutes due to the fog and oh. we'll have to make a decision on whether the game can continue. Falker oh. one up at East Fife at the moment. Interesting stuff coming from Fraser at Fir Park. It's not quite done yet, uh, the first half at Dens, so we'll give Dave Galloway just a second. So far, so good for Motherwell, Gordon? 
Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, and it's great for young lad to get that goal, as you said, Gordon, his family, everything brought up as a mother will support. Oh, forget that, honestly. What are you, what are you eating? You've, you've, I can tell You've got a mouthful of something Have you made yeah, your own Half time pie in the yeah, house? Yeah. Now you caught me there I've just had a bit of chicken I was starving chicken. I thought he'll not He'll not come back to me So I thought Right I'll sneak away Listen to Witcher And then you've just caught me On the hop So I can only apologise Well yeah, but they have been calling it? you The Colonel on here For a couple of weeks Since your latest KFC yeah. Mishap So maybe that's uh, Maybe that's what's led To this moment We've got half time From Dave Galloway At Den's Half time, it's Dundee nil, Hearts nil, a scrappy start to this one, apart from a couple of early chances, uh, one at uh, each end. Uh, Dundee's McMullen saw a cross deflected onto the roof of the net with a shot from Hearts Halliday blocked by McGee. The home side began stringing a few nice passing moves together without causing danger, and the visitors passed up uh, a decent chance with the ball falling to Woodburn who could only lob his effort over the bar. Then Griffiths uh, at the other end, uh, who was uh, handed a starting place by James McPate today, put in a, a great cross uh, from the right for Mullen, but his uh, glancing header was off target. However, the flag was raised and that spared his blushes. In 40 minutes, that was when we had our first real save of the game. It came from Hart's uh, Gordon uh, diving to keep out uh, uh, McGowan's, uh, McCowan's uh, beg your pardon, low well struck drive from the edge of uh, the area after the D's winger had cut in from the left hand side not a classic you could say just the one save in this game of any notes at the interval at Dens Dundee nil, Hearts nil we'll do a full round up of the half time scores and we'll give you the winners of the first half teaser next the fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Halftime scores in the Scottish Premiership At the break Rangers 0 Dundee United 0 Motherwell 1 St Johnston 0 Dundee 0 Hearts 0 And Livy 0 Ross County 1 In the Scottish Championship Are Broth 0 Morton 0 Inverness 0 Hamilton Ackies 0 Kilmarnock 1 Dunfermline 1 Partick Thistle nil, Wraith Rovers nil, and Queen of the South 2, Air United nil. In League 1, it's Clyde 1, Airdrie 1, Cove Rangers 1, Alloa nil, Dumbarton 2, Peterhead 2, East Fife nil, Falkirk 1, and Montrose nil, Queen's Park 1. In Scottish League 2, Cowden Beath nil, Albion Rovers nil, Elgin City 1, Stenhouse Muir 2, Stirling Albion 1, and Athletic 2, Stranraer nil, Kelty Hearts 3. Now I usually give you the English Premier League halftime results as well But there is not a single game on at the moment They've all been postponed due to Covid issues Leeds Arsenal is later on this evening Now I did say Hugh Keevans we still had some work to do on this So let's do it The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football For the best football news and opinion online Nine players have scored for an old firm team since season 2018-19 and have also scored in either the Norwegian or the German top flight at any point. They are Christopher Eyer, Leon Balligan, Dedrick Boyata, Oliver Burke, Mo Elyunusi, Jeremy Frimpong, Cedric Eaton, Kyle Lafferty, and Mikael Lustig Good question that Tough but doable How many would you have got Roger Hanna? 
I got five. I got Lustig, Etienne, Boyata, Frimpong, and Lafferty. Missed Ayer, Burke, Ilyanusi, and Balogun. Seriously, if the Anorak only gets five, that shows you how tough it would be. Gordon, how many did you get? Um, I didn't really take part. <sighs> Honestly Right go back to sleep He's even got Google At his disposal today as well But he couldn't manage To come up with the answers Now the winners Of the first half teaser Star Bar Gaming In third place Well done Mr Gaming uh, In second place Was Sideshow Bob And the winner Of that first half teaser Was Kieran Conlon Well done to you Kieran Let's see How good you are At the Who Am I questions We've got a second half teaser Coming up And the second halves Of today's matches Are after these the fastest goals, the experts' opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 